Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 103 is on page 466. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy sin, and healeth all thine infirmities. Who saveth thy life from destruction, and crowneth thee with mercy and loving kindness. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, making thee young and lusty as an eagle. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all of them that are oppressed with wrong. He showed us his way unto Moses, his works unto the children of Israel. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering, and of a great goodness. He will not always be chiding, neither keeping he his anger forever. He hath not dwelt with us after our sin, nor rewarded us according to our wickedness. For look how high the heaven is in comparison of the earth, so great is his mercy also toward them that fear him. Look how wide also to the east is from the west, so far as he hath set our sins from us. Yea, yea, like as a father pitieth his own children, even so it is the Lord merciful unto them that fear him. For he knoweth whatever we are made, he remembereth that we are but dust. The days of man are but as grass, for he flourisheth as a flower of the field. For as soon as the wind goeth over it, it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the merciful goodness of the Lord endureth forever, 
and ever upon them that fear him, and his righteousness upon his children's children. Eve upon such as kept keep his commandment, and think upon his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his seat in heaven, and his kingdom ruleth over all. O praise the Lord, ye angels of his, ye that excel in strength, ye that fulfill his commandment, and hearken unto the voice of his word. O praise the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye servants of his that do his pleasure. O speak good of the Lord, all ye works of his, in all places of his dominion, praise thou the Lord, O my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 15th chapter of the book of Exodus. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord, and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. His chosen captains, captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them, they sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. And in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose against you. You sent forth your wrath, it consumed them like stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The floods stood upright like a heap. The depths congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind, the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. You in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. The people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold of the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom will be dismayed, the mighty men of Moab. Trembling will take hold of them. All the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. Fear and dread will fall on them. By the greatness of your arm, they will be as still as a stone. Till your people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which you have made for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Here ends the first lesson. When I'm S. Confiteri on page 27. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most Highest, to tell of thy loving kindness early in the morning, and of thy truth in the night season, upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the lute, upon a loud instrument, and upon the harp. For the Lord hath made me glad through thy works, and I will rejoice in giving praise to the operation of thy hands. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 20th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter, and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. Here ends the second reading. Benedict Anima Mea on page 29. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy sin, and healest all thine infirmities, who savest thy life from destruction, and crowneth thee with mercy and loving kindness. O praise the Lord, ye angels of his, ye that excel in strength, ye that fulfill his commandment, and hearken unto the voice of his word. O praise the Lord, all ye his host, ye servants of his that do his pleasure. O speak good of the Lord, all ye works of his, in all places of dominion. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is out now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, whose blessed Son did manifest himself to his disciples in the breaking of bread. Open, we pray thee, the eyes of our faith, 
that we may behold thee in all thy works, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death, and opened unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech thee that, as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost our minds with desires, so by thy continual help we may bring the same to good effect, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. It's uh, really good to be here on the first day after Easter, and, and um, I think with this Lent, we, I think a lot of us talked about how this Lent was particularly trying on some of us, and, and so it just made the realness of um, the resurrection and our deliverance not through our own works, but through the grace of God come, come to a, a reality in our hearts. And I remember on um, Saturday when we got to say glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost again after not saying it for a few weeks and I almost felt like I was breaking a law and it just felt really really good to say that so tonight I did um, two different canticles and that's not we're not changing anything up I just did it because it was after Easter and those seem to fit with the messages and the scriptures of tonight which I'll explain in just a minute I wanted to make one comment about our um, our colic for Easter Monday and um, excuse me, Easter Sunday. And you might already know this, but it says by thy special grace preventing us. And I'm, I'm sure we already know this because we've been at St. Matt's and St. Thomas for so long, but preventing doesn't mean keeping us from, it means going before us. In this case, it's an old, it's a use of the English word um, that means going before. So I just thought I would clear that up. So today we start with a Psalm of David. We're praising God for deliverance from his enemies. Then we read Exodus, and this is the song of Moses, praising God for deliverance from the Egyptians. Then we wind up in John, standing right in the middle of the discovery of what a mighty deliverance has occurred. And from all of this, um, we learn that our God is a mighty God. So in Psalm 103, um, Psalm 103 is a song of praise, and it kind of goes together with 104, but if you put them together, that's, that's a lot of verses. But they're kind of designed to be a pair, and they promote the blessing and exaltation of God. And so it represents a soliloquy. So David's just speaking, whether anyone hears or not, and talking of God's greatness and, and encouraging the angels and the works of God and creation to, to join him in divine praise. And uh, that would be an attitude, a good attitude for us as we look at um, this just gift of grace. So then we move to Moses' song, and um, this is right after they delivered were delivered from the Egyptians, the Red Sea, of course, drowned the, the Egyptians. And the structure of this of this song of Moses, it has like four stanzas. So uh, stanza, the first stanza is one through five, and the second one is six through 10. And then we have 11 through 13 is the third stanza, and 14 through 17 is the fourth stanza, and then 18 just sums up the whole thing. So you might wanna go back if you get a chance and you're interested, you could look at it in the form of those stanzas. 
Stanzas one and end, and one and two end with the end result, the enemies of, with the end result of the enemies of the people of God, and basically they sank like a stone, or they like lead in the mighty waters. So these analogi, analogies emphasize the finality of the um, the defeat of the um, God's enemies. Stanzas three and four end with references to God's holy place, to your holy habitation in verse thirteen, and for your own dwelling the sanctuary of the Lord, which your hands have established in verse 17. And then verse 18, like I mentioned, it's a final refrain about the futility of, of opposing God. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. So it's, it's an excellent song, and, and we can see that. And we see it playing out again in John. But the neat thing about uh, our passage in the Gospel of John is the di disciples were, they were still trying to figure out what was going on. So they're right in the midst of this. You could almost imagine yourself with them. And, you know, what is happening here? And so um, the chapter 20 of John records the appearance of Jesus to his followers and the appearance to Mary Magdalene and appearance to the 10 disciples and the appearance to Thomas. But the first 10 verses, the ones we're dealing with today, just focus on the empty tomb. And uh, just to note, Jesus ex appears exclusively to his own uh, followers to confirm their faith. He's not appearing to everybody else because an appearance like that, you know, they didn't believe the miracle. So, you know, just him appearing again probably wasn't going to um, do much to change anybody's faith. But um, for a few cowardly men who were hiding in fear, they um, saw Jesus and became very bold witnesses even unto death for him. So it was a life-changing experience, of course. So I have some random thoughts about the tomb I wanted to throw out. The linens were not on the body when they went in. So grave robbers, if they had taken the body, they would have taken it while wrapped. They wouldn't have taken the time or the effort, and it would have been uh, harder to carry a body if, if you had unwrapped it. And the reason that's important is because there's some people that believe the body was stolen, and of course that was that was one of the, um, the lies that the Jewish uh, leaders wanted to promote, you know, that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. The other one I, I think you might have heard before, but there's a the folded napkin, the linen about his face. And there's a um, tradition that if if you're a servant and you're you're a, uh, like, I guess, a waiter at a dinner, if a guest left the table and their napkin wasn't folded, it meant they were returning to continue the meal. But a folded napkin signified it was done. The, the person would not come back. And I thought it was kind of interesting that the disciples went into two disciples went into the tomb and there was a folded uh, napkin, which might have given the message that I'm not coming back to this grave. The grave's done. And so that was, uh, I thought that was kind of significant, and, I, and it really taught, uh, speaks to me. So I think the final thing is it's really important when we read John to keep in mind his purpose in recording these uh, re resurrection appearances. appearances, And that was to... Um, to demonstrate that the resurrection was body was, was physical bodily resurrection because some people said it was just a spirit thing and so he's letting them know that this is a the crowning proof that jesus was the messiah the son of god who laid down his life for his own and also that as he says in the beginning the end of his gospel so that you may believe that jesus is the christ the son of the living god so that's something to keep in mind as we go on so let's continue with the um Prayer for conditions of all men. A prayer, yeah, that's the one. All conditions of men, excuse me. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, 
that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving, Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days through Jesus Christ our Lord. To whom Amen. with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me tonight. And I don't want to hear anybody running out and saying that um, Deacon Bob changed the, the canticles forever and ever. That was tonight. <laughs> we won't tell on you. Don't worry. Right. We won't. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's great. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody. All right.